Hello and welcome to It's All in Your Head, a mental health podcast. My name is Eli Henry. I'm your host. Before I get started with the show today, I just wanted to say if you or anyone you love is having difficulty, finding it hard to go on, having thoughts of suicide, you can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. They have an online chat option as well and a lot of great resources. So you're not alone. Give them a call if you need to. This is episode zero. What does that mean? Sounds like the beginning of a plague. It might be. I don't know. You don't know either. We don't know. Who knows? Be a very weird plague. Doesn't matter. It's episode zero because it's just me today. I don't have a guest. It's just going to be me. And I don't feel comfortable assigning this episode a number necessarily because that's not what this show is. This show isn't the Ela Henry show. It's a very important part of this show to me. I have guests that come on this show and share very difficult things with me and you. You know, very private, personal things. And, and of course, a lot of the goal of this show is to break down the stigma and make it so that those things are not that hard to share and not that difficult. But that's not the world we live in yet. The world we live in right now is where it is difficult to share. And because I ask my guests to do that, it's only fair that I do it myself. I did that in episode zero of season one, uh, which gets into a lot of the reasons why I started the podcast and a lot of the reasons why I um, got into therapy. I'm going to cover some of that again today, but if you'd like a more in-depth version, you can go back and listen. I started this podcast for very selfish reasons. I was about two years into therapy, which I had not been in my entire life. Uh, I'd always had what I thought was depression or anxiety, but I'd never really let myself believe it fully. I thought it couldn't be that, you know, no, 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 depression, anxiety, that's much worse. There's people that are much worse than me. I'm just sad and alone most of the time. I mean, the warning signs were there, people. How did I not know? Anyway, so when I finally got into therapy, you know, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a road. It doesn't feel great at first. It, 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 it takes some time. But... At the point I started the podcast, I was a couple years in, and I was finally starting to feel like my head was above water for the first time in my life. I was dealing with these things in a healthy way, more or less, at least starting to. 
And one of the things I found that made me feel better was talking to other people and talking openly about my problems and my struggles with mental health. I've said this before, and I know I'll say it again because I repeat myself a lot, but one of the most powerful things for me was talking to other people openly about my problems because it took a lot of the power away. One of the big things I find with depression, anxiety, with mental health is that it's invisible. You know, people call it an invisible illness, and it is. You know, it, it's not a broken arm. It, it's not uh, something that is clear to see. It's something we struggle with internally. It's, it, 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 it's an equal opportunity suck-ass illness. It, you know, it can get anybody. You can be in peak physical condition and still cry. And still just not want to get out of bed. These are the truths. So one of the biggest powers that it has over us is that, is, is that we can't, people don't know it. You know, they don't instinctually take it for granted when speaking to you. And although that shouldn't necessarily matter, not take it for granted, people, people don't um, factor it in when they're speaking with you. And I don't know whether they should or should not, but I know that it feels like they should to my brain because the, the mental illness makes it feel like you're weird. You know, I feel like I, one of the things that happened to me a lot is I feel like I was being weird. I was being weird in that circumstance. And, you know, you wish if only they knew I had problems, they'd be empathetic, you know, and, and not hate me, which is what they definitely do. You know, it's nonsense, realistically. I mean, you know, you can break it down. It's nonsense. It feels very real, but it's nonsense. And so talking about it allowed me to get rid of that a little bit. You know, push it away because I'm getting it out in the open. There's no question about it. Owning it up. It's like this monkey gets thrown off my back. Cloud gets lifted away. There's this power that's just gone. Now, we all know it. Uh, they find new powers. <laughs> it evolves. It's a fun and crafty little devil mental health. But this is what I was discovering when I first started. And in talking to people and, and realizing more commonalities with them, I just wanted to know more. You know, if this is how long it took me to get to this place of starting to feel okay, how are other people doing it? So that was why I started the podcast. I wanted to hear from more people. And if other people wanted to hear it, great. But I didn't really push it very much. I just kind of like put it out on social media and I did the thing. It was for me. Um, and I'm really happy with season one. I'm very happy with it. It was very exploratory, very enlightening, and it definitely changed my life in a lot of ways. Now, if you have listened, you know that it ended abruptly without much mention from me. If you're new... What I just said happened, and now I'll tell you why. If you have ever struggled with anxiety or depression, but I think this kind of falls more into the anxiety camp, you've probably uh, had a compound problem. I don't know if that's a term. I just made it up. I don't even know if it works properly, but I'll get into it and you'll see what I, I mean. It's It's... Where you, you there's something you got to do, and you don't do it, 
And then the fact that you didn't do it gives you anxiety and prevents you from doing it. It's like, you know, you ever have a stack of mail you haven't opened? Or or, or a probably more uh, realistic, practical example for uh, people this day and age is somebody ever text you and you forget to text them back and then you get really anxious about it and then you just don't ever text them again and you hope you never run into them? Yeah, that. So I'll get into it specifically with the podcast, but more or less that's what happened. In the years since I released that final episode, uh, three years, three years since then, uh, a lot's happened for me. The most impactful of those things, I would say, uh, is that I quit drinking. Two years ago now, uh, it'll be two years, the beginning of September, I quit drinking. And a lot of that started, at least the need for it, around the end of the podcast, season one. Now, I'll get into the reasons I quit drinking a little bit. Um, It's still something I'm working through in a lot of ways, but the long and short of it is it did not serve me well. All these things that people drink to achieve, I had to realize I already kind of had to some degree. So drinking didn't really make me better at them. It just made me more annoying and gave me more ammunition in my sober time to fuck with myself. You know, it gave my inner critic more shit. There's sober you and there's drunk you, you know, and I had a lot for sober me to yell at drunk me about, but drunk me wasn't there for it. It was just sober me. So sober me was yelling at sober me. I would just wake up with these stories that were maybe fun, but not for me. You know, they gave me a lot of anxiety and I just felt stupider, frankly. I felt like I was making myself stupider um, and uh, just irrational, and and it wasn't helping. I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't helping. And, of course, this is a part where I have to say there are so many ways it could have been worse. You know, I think it's, it's important to recognize that, you know, rock bottom is circumstantial. I know that that's, I I don't do AA. I haven't done any of the meetings. Um, I just kind of quit, which I know is impressive to some. I'm happy to talk about it another time. But one of the things they talk about is rock bottom, you know, your lowest. And and I had that, but I could tell you, which I won't on the podcast, what mine was. Uh, And you'd be like, "Eh, that's not so bad. But to me, it was huge. And that's something that's incredibly important about that stuff is, is, and it applies to much more than just drinking, but you know, your lowest is your lowest, whatever, if it impacts you, your emotions are valid and you need to recognize that. So my rock bottom to others is nothing. Just as some people's rock bottoms to me are probably nothing, but it was a wake up call and I had to stop. Now this relates to season one because though I quit fully completely about two years ago, uh, three years ago, I bumped up against my first wake-up call, so to speak. Or rather, I hit uh, the first layer of rock bottom. Eventually, I got down to the core of the earth, but we'll get to that later. I had recorded a, 
11 episodes that were released for season one over the span of like two, three weeks. Uh, and then I released them over the span of 11 weeks. The math makes sense. So that's a couple months. And over that time, some things had changed. And uh, as I was getting to the end and releasing those episodes, I had to record more because I wanted to keep the podcast going. So I contacted uh, comedian Julia Loken, who's really funny, and uh, comedian writer Casey Cuppenbender, also really funny, and you know, set up dates to record with them for the podcast. And the weekend, I want to say, right before the week I was recording with them, I had my first wake-up call that maybe I should stop drinking. Of course, I didn't want to think of that, so I just decided I was going to take a month off of drinking at that time. And so I decided to do that, and then all of a sudden I'm going to do these podcasts, but it wasn't like when I'd recorded the previous ones. That curiosity was replaced by anxiety. You know, I... I, know that this is a fairly common thing, but I want to talk about it. I think like with depression and mental health stuff, but specifically depression, anxiety, I know it to be true. You know, there's a lot of dread of waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, uh, things are going well, but yeah, for how long we'll see. It's just a way of your, your inner critic and your mental health just keeping that power there. So when something does go wrong, that shoe drops hard. It's a big bag of shoes right on your head. Uh, Going to get a t-shirt made of that. Big bag of shoes on your head. And it's your brain taking it as an excuse to go, this, see what I mean? See, I told you this was going to come. I told you there was going to be a bag of shoes hitting you in the head. You know, I knew it. And it's it can be a spiral moment if you're not aware of it. So now I'm, you know, sitting down to record with Julia and then Casey and I did the episodes, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, who the hell am I? What the hell's going on? Why, why am I reacting this way to drinking? Do I really have to stop? Am I, do I have a problem? I'm an alcoholic. It's this whole thing. Like I told you, you know, you got too comfortable. That's what happens. You got too comfortable. And it is this whole ridiculous process, but it, it amounted to these episodes being now probably fine probably okay. I could go back and listen and I'm sure they're fine, but I just couldn't process releasing them because I felt like I wasn't me anymore. You know, I'd associated myself largely with some of the drinking elements. You know, I didn't think I was, uh, uh, a huge alcoholic. I still don't think I was, but I definitely, was the guy that was like, yeah, let's go grab a beer. I'll be out. I'll grab a beer. I can always go for a beer. I would talk about beer. You know, it was one of those things, you know, not like a fucking Kavanaugh away. God, I'm sorry for bringing up that name, but it was there, you know? So to not do that, I just felt wrong. So I, I just didn't release these episodes because I was embarrassed and I put it off because I was going through a crisis, I guess. And I just never addressed it. And then that just, it compounded. Like it does. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then I was mad I didn't do it. And I was upset I didn't do it. And then I was going through. And eventually I started drinking again and I ignored it. And then life moves on. Until a year after that, I started, I tried again. I tried to start it again. But of course, as it goes, this was when I decided to finally stop drinking for good. 
And the reason I started up again was because uh, my friend Jonathan Lipnicki, who's going to be a guest on this podcast later this season, hit me up and said he really wanted to do it. He wanted to do it again. He, he, he pushed me to do it. And I'm really thankful for that because it showed me people were still interested. It showed me um, the power of it, uh, you know, and I was excited. But I had hit my official rock bottom trademark about a week before, you know, not very long before. And because learning is a very long process, I didn't think to to say, you know, yeah, I want to do it, but I can't do it right now. I just said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I want to do it. So I scheduled, I pushed forward, I scheduled him, I scheduled my friend Jonathan Robbins, I scheduled my friend Josh Androsky, it was just J names apparently, for some reason, and I I recorded these episodes in a week. But again, I didn't feel like myself, I didn't know what was going on, you know, I just, I was in crisis. I mean, I know that, you know, they say in AA not to start a relationship within a year of getting sober, but it's kind of that idea of within a week, don't start a podcast. What do you do? Like, I didn't know who I was. I, 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 so I had these things and then I felt guilty again, 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 I felt guilty. I had these things just piling up, piling up, piling up, not doing anything about it. But I moved on. I processed that thankfully and just kind of let it slide. And I, a lot of also my thinking at the time was, you know, I don't know if I want to start this podcast again because uh, I just, who wants to hear from me? You know, all that bullshit you, you do. Now, I finally decided to start it up again for good because I had a similar eureka moment, I guess, as the first time around. A curiosity came back. I was in a diner doing a crossword because I'm 80 years old. I think I was wearing a sweater. And I just remember thinking, you know, I just moved into my own place. I had been living with a roommate. There were several of them, you know, you know, depending on the year, uh, I had an apartment with... You know, this is such a stupid detail. It doesn't matter. I had an apartment. I had roommates occasionally. Anyway, but I had finally moved out of there into my own place. I'd lived in one spot for six and a half years. I moved to my own apartment, one bedroom, and I was spending a lot of time figuring out how to make it work for me. Because now that I wasn't drinking, I wasn't going out all the time. My life wasn't about that. It was about me. And You know, there's, there's a different way there. And I got kind of curious about, you know, how do people do this? How do people stay organized? How do people set up their homes? And I kind of got that eureka moment. I was I want to know about that. I want to know how people do this. And I thought about people I know and how, how do they do this? So that's what led to season two. And what's different about season two. Now, the names of people I mentioned before I get into what's different about season two, I call that a teaser. Mid-episode teaser. It's not mid-episode. I'm almost done. Anyway. Uh, I sent them messages explaining myself, which was hard. Because I convinced myself they were all pissed. I sent them messages saying, listen, you shared a lot with me. And you probably wondered where these things went. And, you know, truth be told, it you know, it, this is what happened. I'm sorry. I, you know, 
I'm sorry I didn't update you on that. Would you, if, if you would have me, I would love to do it again. Uh, if not, I totally understand. And everyone said totally, in, which is great. And a huge relief. I mean, I, there's something to be said for saying something that's been on your mind and, and, and just getting it dealt with. It's a real treat. When it goes your way, I'm sure there are versions of that that are not a real treat. Although there's probably relief there too. Anyway. So what was different about season two to me was I wanted to go into people's homes. I wanted to see how they set up their lives. How do people deal with this shit? Maybe it'll help me. Back to the selfish roots. So that's what I did. I've recorded six episodes at the time of this recording, and uh, I've gone to people's homes. Now, it's worth mentioning, not all the guests this season will be out of their homes. Some people don't want that, and I totally get it. It's uh, like the Lenny from The Simpsons thing, you know, please don't tell anyone how I live. I get it. So not everyone, I'm going to be at their house. Some people will record at my place. But that's what I wanted for this season. I wanted to bring you into people's homes so you can hear how people do things. How do people with mental health uh, who are creative, you know, set up their life? How do they stay organized? That's something for me. I'm so bad at being organized, as you may or may not tell by the release schedule of this damn show. So I'm really excited for this season. I'm really, really proud of a lot of the stuff I have. There's a lot more than just that. You know, when I was trying to figure out the formatting, um, I had a lot of ideas, so I recorded a lot of extra stuff that will eventually come out. I, I don't know yet. I've launched a Patreon in theory. I've start I signed up. I signed up for Patreon, is what I did. I don't know if I've launched it by the time this is out. If I get my shit together, it'll be out. You know, because the idea is I'd like to eventually be able to hire an editor, uh, or rather pay Jesse Morrison, who edited season one properly for his time. Because I recorded a lot of these extra interviews on different specific subjects, which I'd like to compile in documentary style, you know, on different topics of mental health, on panic, on stress, on success, on failure. There's so many different things. And I, I want to get that out there. But for now, because I can always use that shit as an excuse to do nothing. For now, I'm going to release that stuff uh, later. And I'm just going to release these primary interviews going to edit them a little bit better than last time, uh, as in I'm going to try and put a time cap on it a little shorter than an hour. And we'll see. I think it's good. I hope you think it's good. I hope it's helpful above all else. And we'll go from there. Now, a couple other things about my life between season one and now that are worth mentioning. Um, I was in a relationship that was not great, was uh, certainly important, wasn't great. I'm in an amazing relationship now. I am very happy and I'm learning a lot about myself in the sense that I don't know how to be happy. That's fun. Uh, I'm very in love and... It's fun to discover that I can't say that very well 
a lot of the time. You know, it's hard to look at someone you love more than anything in the world and see them register on their face, not understanding what you're saying because they get you so tongue-tied. It's funny, as somebody that has considered himself rather eloquent his entire life, and by that I mean someone that spent a lot of his life talking a lot, you'd think I'd be better at it, but here we are. I don't know what I'm doing. I I try to explain how happy I am and how much I'm in love, but I think it just comes out as blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know. That's what it seems like. But anyway, the other big thing worth mentioning between uh, in the time that's gone, but in the past three years, I see what I, now I've, I've spoken about how bad I am at speaking about things and now I can't speak about things. If that doesn't sum it all up, I don't know what does. I started meditating. Finally, if you've listened to the podcast before, I'm sure all this is coming as a, as a, uh, either a relief or a shock. It should be funny. I don't know because I think I spent a lot of time just complaining about dating (laughs) and, uh, meditation because my therapist was always on my ass about meditating. And I was always like, no, that sounds stupid. I don't want to, whatever I did it. You know, I had that, that relationship that was rough and, um, Towards the end, I started to meditate. And you know what? Shit works. <laughs> I look, I'll get I'm gonna talk about it over the course of um the interviews of the season because it's an important thing to me. Uh so I'm not gonna get super into it right now. But I use an app called 10% Happier Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. And it's great because it's this guy, uh, Dan Harris, who is a reporter, and uh Each course is an interview with the meditation teacher about meditation and what it is. And then it goes from that into uh, the guided meditation. And I find it really, really great and really uh, uh, pointed and and blunt, I guess, for people that are uh, intellectually curious. It's a great way to learn about this stuff. It it doesn't like sugarcoat it necessarily and it doesn't make it out to be anything it isn't it, it, it's just a very nice way to learn how to meditate uh, I'm at 38 days in a row as of this recording I don't always do it every day but I've apparently managed to do that in the last 38 days and it's great look overall I'm doing great I really feel good I still have problems uh, which I will get into but I'm good so please listen Stick around. Maybe give me money on the Patreon if I got my act together. Uh, I'm off of Facebook. I'm off of Twitter. I, they were killing me. I had to go. So if you want to follow what's up with this podcast, check out uh, Instagram. I'm on there at It's All in Your Head Podcast. You can also email me, It's All in Your Head Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can like and subscribe this podcast. Please do that. Now, I used to shit all over Instagram for this podcast. I remember that. I used to say, what the hell's the point? However, I've got some cool shit coming. Um, As I said, I've been recording in people's homes. So I've got tours. I've got uh, explanations and stuff. I've been doing a portrait series of photography uh, of, of each guest in their place. And I'm really happy with it. And I'm really excited to share that stuff. So follow me there. I might make an email list. I don't know. Everyone says I should, at least according to like online 
articles that are like, build a brand. I don't know. It's a nightmare. But the best thing you can do if you want to help the podcast is, is subscribe and, and rate it highly. Give it a five stars. Um, and uh, follow me on Instagram. We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'm going to get better at this. That's my promise. I'm going to get better at this. I don't think I'm that bad at it. To give myself credit, but I'm going to get better. And with that very passive commitment to self-improvement out of the way, that's it. That's episode zero in the can. I truly cannot thank you enough for sticking with me, for listening to the podcast, for uh, bugging me, those of you that did, to do it again. Uh, I'm really, really excited to be doing it. I, I cannot wait for you to hear these episodes. I think you're going to like them a lot. Uh, I really enjoyed doing them. And at this, I mean, I've still got more to do at the time of this recording. So uh, I'm excited to keep going. Uh, next week on the show for episode one, we're starting with uh, my good friend Vanessa Lopez. She's hilarious. And she's going to say this. I could be trying to paint a beautiful scene like a farmhouse in, in Iowa with cornfields. But then I'll think, well, I'll just slap a UFO on there for goofs. And I'm going to say this. This, this, this podcast is now called It's All in Your Yankovic. That's what I got for you. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.